Zombify. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Basement Talk Podcast Fantasy Show. I am Bert. This is soon to be Jake. Jake, the NFL draft is finally done. We can start talking about legitimate fantasy football. Amen. Hallelujah. But first of all, A, how are you? And B, since we have not heard from you yet, what are your overall thoughts about how the New York Jets drafted? Um, I, I think the way that they drafted doing well, by the way, um, can't complain. Fabulous. Hopefully, hopefully the weather warms up around here. But um, anyway, but I think the way they drafted is I think what people don't understand is with the draft and the way that they're operating. They're they're actually in a very rare place in their franchise's really existence where they don't need rookies to be immediate impact players right away, if that makes sense. Sure. They're trying to create more of a pipeline of players, right? Because they're getting to a point where you look down the road, all these guys, they can't retain with the salary cap. They just, they can't. So they need to draft replacements. So good teams like, for instance, the Eagles, the Cowboys do a great job of this as well. I mean, the Steelers do this, the Ravens do this. They create like a pipeline of players where you don't, because in free agency, it's free agency is very different in the NFL, right? When a player leaves in free agency, there's usually a reason why. Teams usually don't let players leave in free agency if they really want them back. You, you know this. So mm-hmm. you create a pipeline for guys. So while I, I don't think the New York Jets got any closer to winning a Super Bowl or anything like that with this draft, they did a good job adding supplemental pieces to their roster. I mean, the pass rush they drafted in the first round, yeah, probably wasn't my favorite pass rusher at that point if they were going to take one. But you know what? I, I get it. Uh, and I think we talked about this on the prospect reports, too. The guy was playing in a four-point – like, he, he was playing defensive tackle <laughs> half the time at 230 pounds at Iowa State. But if you really put him in the wide tech out wide and you stand him up as a speed rusher, and you the way the Jets rotate pass, rush, pass rushers and the way Robert Sala utilizes everybody on the defensive line, okay, yeah, I get it. So the offensive tackle wasn't there. They did a horrific job of hiding that around the entire league. Everybody knew that they were taking a tackle, and they got jumped. Shit happens. It really by maybe the last is, guy you wanted to get jumped by. Yeah, well, of course, Belichick gave the discount to to the uh, um to, to the, the Steelers. Steelers. But you know what? Uh, look, I, I would have been much more annoyed if they would have drafted like Jameer Gibbs. But I, I actually have heard that that was not. There's no truth to that rumor. Um, yeah, I, I, that. Yeah, yeah. No, I, 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 I was told that that was never. They while well, they did like Jameer Gibbs, but at the 15th overall pick, he was not being debated on at that time. I I don't know where that rumor came from. So, um, I would have been more to, more mad if they would have taken him. Um, yeah, and Jigba would have been cool and all, but the Jets couldn't get to the quarterback last year either, people. Like especially from the edge. So it was a fine pick there. Uh, Joe Tittman, they like the versatility there, and they like that he's a younger prospect at 22. We talked about Joe Tittman on the prospect reports. Love the guy. Well, I thought favorites. John Mike, what's that? I'm sorry. One of my favorites. Yeah, while we thought John Michael Schmitz was the best center prospect in the entire draft, he was a pure center. He had no versatility, and he was an older prospect. I don't think they wanted two older prospects to kick off the draft. They love what Tittman can bring. And th- there's even folks where they think Tittman could play tackle one day. He's that athletic. And he gets this second level so well. So they're happy there. And on day three, I mean, look, bro, who wins Super Bowls and anything of substance when they take rookies on day three of the draft in their rookie year? Like, 
if you're playing guys on day three of the draft, you're, you're probably not winning anything. I get it. The Chiefs started. Everybody says that. Well, you know, the Chiefs started two seventh round picks. Well, they got this guy called Patrick Mahomes on their roster. Like, exactly. he's pretty good. Exactly. So, I think people need to relax. The, if I had to give like the Jets a draft grade, I would probably give them a C because the C is an average, right? I, I think yeah. they did average. I don't think they were awful by any stretch of the imagination. Would I have done a few things differently? Yeah, I, I wish they probably would have traded down at 15, but they probably did not have any leverage to do so because everybody knew that they probably didn't have anybody that they wanted that bad. So um, they were like, screw this. Let's just get our guy. So, yeah, I, I thought they did fine. I think there's teams that did a lot worse. By you know, we'll, we'll talk about them today. But, yeah, fine. I think Jet fans need to relax. I think a lot of Jet fans just like to find things to complain about, really. <laughs> yeah, they do. They do. I mean, they were, yeah. they, were compl- they were celebrating like they had won the Super Bowl when they got Aaron Rodgers. Then the next day it was like yeah. they were still rebuilding when they decided to go completely Ooh. off board. And, and you know what? Listen, I have no problem with the Jets going off board. That defense yeah. was really, really good last year. Coverage-wise, they were brilliant. They have probably the best corner duo in the entire league. And they just needed to find guys that can help them get to the quarterback. And obviously, yes, offensive line was a much bigger need, a much bigger concern. But you still found a way to improve. And that's all that the draft is, is supplementing what you already have in place. Did the Jets fall out of playoff contention because right. of the way that they drafted no, no, that, 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 that's not how it works. It comes down to what is going to be on the field. And let's face it, Jets fans, and Jake, I know you're going to agree with this. Your life is going to be determined by what Aaron Rodgers steps on the fucking football field. Uh, it's as simple as that. Yeah. I, I personally think they still improve their offensive line by getting Joe Tittman because worst case scenario, it, well, hopefully the, the tackles stay healthy. I mean, that's the thing that people don't realize about the Jets. They do have two tackles. It's just how long they'll be available for is a whole nother question. Elijah Vera Tucker can step into tackle and play at an above average level. So look, people need to relax and let's just see how the games go. Like, and, and they got like three edge rushers that are, not under contract after this season. Like they need to create some form of pipeline of players, bro. Like people don't realize we can't sign all of our draft picks after their rookie contracts. We can't in the salary cap league. Right. So, and this kid could be pretty good, man. Like he's an athletic freak. the, The tools are all there. If they use him now, do I think he's going to like be a 15 sack a year guy? No, but I think he could be like a guy like Leonard Floyd, right? Where he's always around like eight to 11 sacks. He's just a really good player. The problem with Leonard Floyd was, I think he was like a top five pick. I mean, the 15th overall pick is a lot different than being like a top five pick. Absolutely. I think this kid could be a good football player for them. And if you're telling me we're getting eight sacks from this kid next year, like, yeah, by all means, it was well worth the pick then. I, I think most, most Jets fans would take six. Yeah. Like he's anything be, will help. We need to get to the quarterback. I, the, the Jets still couldn't get to the quarterback last year. I don't know what people were, huh? were watching that I wasn't. So yeah, the kid's fine. They, they, they did fine. They, they did fine. That's, that's the moral of the story. So on today's show, we will be covering the winners and losers of the NFL draft from a fantasy perspective. And then on Wednesday, you will be hearing the much promised dynasty rookie show where we'll be going through the rookie ranks. We'll be discussing all the rookies and just having a nice old discussion, getting you all ready to go for your rookie drafts. I would assume this weekend. So uh, Jake, if you don't mind, I would like to go first. 
sure, and, yeah. give, and get the first winner. And I'm going to group some guys together. So winners, Tony Pollard, Joe Mixon, and Dalvin Cook. The Vikings, and- Bengals, Cowboys did not draft a single running back in a particular high-value spot. Of course, the Cowboys, they drafted Deuce Vaughn. That was in the sixth round. I don't think anybody really expects Deuce Vaughn to contribute in a massive role. However, there are still veterans that are out there that I do expect that now that the draft is all said and done, maybe as we get closer to training camp and around July, I would expect those veterans to sign, such as Kareem Hunt, Leonard Fournette, Ezekiel Elliott, those kind. That is something to still look out for. But in the meantime, and can... Can the likes of Dalvin Cook and Joe Mixon still get released? Sure, they can. But as of now, it seems like those teams, the Vikings, Bengals, and Cowboys, are set with their running backs. And I did update my ranks today. So I have fresh ranks. I know exactly where I have them now. We can go from there. I have Tony Pollard. I moved Tony Pollard up two spots. He's now my RB7. Dalvin Cook, I moved up a spot. He's my RB17. And then Joe Mixon, I moved I moved down a couple, but it was because of some other guys that I thought really benefited as well. Miles Sanders was the other one. Carolina did not draft another running back. So that is huge yeah. for Miles Sanders. Miles Sanders closing in my top 15. He's my RB16. But Joe Mixon, my RB18. I think they're, they're fine plays for right now. But the biggest winner of all might just be Tony Pollard, that he is now – he looks like that he is just full go. Yeah, I don't know. I think you're a little too high on Tony Pollard. I don't think I'm drafting him as high as you have him in your ranks. Um, still coming right. off of an injury, you have to remember that. True. And I again, that I I would be shocked if Dallas doesn't sign one of these guys that are still on the open market, like a Leonard Fournette, a Kareem Hunt, um, so the more e- of a bruiser. The ECR right now for Tony Pollard is he is the RB six in full point PPR. I can't I can't draft him that high. I just I can't do it. Um. No, I, I don't know. I, I if, just I, I would need to see it first. I think you're drafting on more of the idea of Tony Pollard. I would me personally, I would need to see it first before I take a guy that high. Let me ask you, if if the Cowboys running back core is how it is with Deuce Vaughn, Malik Davis, Ronald Jones, Tony Pollard, would you take Tony Pollard at RB7? Yeah. In, in full point PPR. And full point PPR, I would say the seven to ten range. I think we're really like you know splitting okay. hairs from 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 then on. Okay. But I think this the guys ahead of him. I think it's. I don't want to like sound like you know I'm degrading the guy, but I don't think it's particularly close for me. Um, like for instance, I would take him well over Bijan Robinson. Um, if if that helps folks at home, but I would be t- like I don't know where Derrick Henry is currently, but. I have Derrick Henry as my RB6, and in the ECR, I have – he is the RB7. So ECR uh, yeah. has Pollard over Henry. I have no. Henry over Pollard. Yeah, I'm taking Henry over Pollard Agreed. Uh, personally. Agreed. I think Mixon will be moving up a lot, though. I really do. I think if Mixon is the bell cow running back, especially with no Samaje Pirine in Cincinnati, how is Joe Mixon not in the top 10 discussion for the Cincinnati Bengals? He's going to score by default. I agree. I agree. I think the later the later people, you know, kind of sleep on Joe Mixon, I think the better. Yeah. I, th- I think Joe Mixon, we're at that kind of we're at that point with Joe Mixon where he's like he's kind of boring. You know what yeah, you're he's kind of get boring, but you are getting a very, very high floor with Joe Mixon. One hundred percent. 
One hundred percent. And is Nick Chubb ahead of Tony Pollard as well? Uh, no, I have Nick Chubb as the RB twelve. I'm taking Chubb over Pollard. I think Chubb's in for a monster season. So the only running backs that I have over Tony Pollard, I have McCaffrey, Eckler, Taylor, Barkley, Jacobs, Henry. I'm taking Chubb over him too. And for what it's worth, Bijan Robinson in my ranks is the RB eight. Which... Yeah, I'm taking I'm taking Chubb. I think Chubb's a top ten smash play this year. With no with with no Kareem Hunt or uh, Dearness Johnson, uh, just I'll get, give me a sentence for how you feel about this. Bijan Robinson in the ECR is the RB four in full point PPR. I think that's just the the, the reaction. Um, I don't think again we talk about this every single spring, bro. Like I we say this every year. Like remember when Gabe Davis was like a fourth or a fifth round pick last year. Yep. around this time and then he mm-hmm. really really settled in like round seven yeah so uh, i'm not gonna overreact to what ecr has right now but um i think guys like nick chubb and joe mix and particularly deandre swift too is gonna just roar up the draft boards might want to just segue into my next talking point here going off board but please yeah uh, De- how is deandre swift not one of the biggest winners if you own DeAndre Swift and Dynasty, man, I would be like going to cash in that lottery ticket right now. Oh my God, absolutely. I would. But to be honest with you, like he's also kind of a buy low too because, dude, Miles Sanders was really effective last year. And DeAndre Swift is a better receiver of the football than Miles Sanders. And who's really behind him in Philly? Like Kenny Gainwell. I feel like we kind of know what Kenny Gainwell is at this point. He's a nice change of pace can do it all. He's more like a jack-of-all-trades guy. He's not going to be like a featured running back in this offense, or else they don't make no. this deal. Rashad Penny is there, but is Rashad Penny playing over half the season? He never does. Right, he never So does. I really think, and DeAndre Swift is also playing for his cash this year as well, and I don't think he wants to take an extension from the Eagles. He wants to test free agency. I think this is a great post-hype sleeper. We'll see how he climbs in the ECR ranks and what his ADP is in August, but I'm interested (laughs) to say the least in full point PPR. I have Swift as my RB 24 resting, but I know, I know that probably I I could see myself as we get closer to the season. I could probably see Deandre Swift climbing to about the RB 20 range. Yep. Well, let's let's play this game. Shall we? Uh, Deandre Swift or Damian Pierce in Swift Swift. Uh, yeah, I'm going to make that move right now, actually. So Swift is down my RB23. I'll I'll make that move. Uh, DeAndre Swift or Cam Akers? Hmm. It was a it good fall. weekend for Cam Akers. It was a very good weekend for Cam. Yeah. Um, I'm going to go. I'm actually going to go Cam Akers. I, I don't know if that's wishful thinking or not, but he ended the no. year pretty strong. They didn't bring anybody in. He's we got to remember too. The guy was off of a torn Achilles too last year. He's he might right. be fully healthy now. Yeah, I'm actually going to go Cam Akers there. I'm going to go Akers as well, but that's really close. Uh, DeAndre Swift or Rashad White, another huge winner that Tampa did not bring in huge anybody. Winner. Huge winner. Um, I'm going to go Rashad White. Yes, I'm going to go Rashad White as well. And I'll give you one more here: DeAndre Swift or Javante Williams. Hmm. Yeah, I think those two are definitely within. I'm going to go Swift, healthier, mm-hmm. better offense. And you, you, it's just like, and Sean Payton's very weird with running backs too. Yeah, he is. Yeah, I'm I'm, I'm going to go, I'm going to go Swift here. 
I'm, I'm oh. not particularly interested in Javante this year. Also important to note that Sean Payton did not draft Javante Williams. So there's no, no layers, no loyalty there. No, that, that team is going to look very differently this year. I, I, I am yes. not interested to see how it unfolds on my fantasy roster. Hey, I could I could tell you what though, you know, I I would expect you to be uh to be pretty happy given your boy Marvin Mims is now uh now part of the show I in Denver. That. I know, I hate that fit though. It, it's they got so many receivers there. I wonder if they wonder if they shop around Cortland Sutton. Um, I think Cortland they're going Sutton, to. Cortland Sutton would be a good little pickup for somebody. And it could become interesting. Could be in fantasy, absolutely. Definitely could be. Uh I'm gonna give a loser. I mean, how could it not be Kenneth Walker? Mm-hmm. You probably see, the, I, I, probably I the biggest loser of the weekend. No, I, I actually am not that upset because, dude, I'm not a big Zach Charbonnet guy. Uh, I think that was a horrific pick by the Seahawks. Um, awful, actually. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like I don't really see because I think Kenneth Walker was – I think the Seahawks realized that – and also Kenneth Walker did get hurt last year. They kind of like ran him into the ground, especially early on. I sure. think they wanted somebody to be more of like a change of a high end change of pace guy. I think that that was just the direction the draft was heading, right? Where you draft Jackson Smith and Jigba, they probably didn't. They, they kind of want to set all these playmakers in place for whether they move off of Gino at the end of the year, or if Gino really does take another leap forward, they want to give him that opportunity. And after Kenneth Walker, they couldn't run the football last year. I mean, you had like Travis Homer, and DJ Dallas, that's not cutting it. So they probably were like, you know what? Let's just add another playmaker in here, another skill position player to improve our running game because Pete Carroll loves to run the football as is. And Kenneth Walker probably isn't built, and no running back is really built for the whole 25, 30 touches a game anymore. It's just, it's not possible. It's more of like 15 to 20 touches a game for these guys. Maybe if the game script is positive, you can give them 25 touches. So, that's probably what he was thinking. I don't think he's a huge loser here. I really don't. I don't think that's an indictment on Kenneth Walker. So I I, I would buy the dip, actually. Really, because he's going to dip in all likelihood. Buy oh, the he dip. dipped. Yeah, oh, he I dipped. Would buy, I'm I, I'm a big believer in buying dips, man. Like buy like you want to buy it, like buy a stock sometimes at its lowest. And this could be the lowest it could be for Kenneth Walker. So the one thing that turns me off with the whole with the whole Kenneth Walker thing is just listening to Pete Carroll talk about Zach Charbonnet and how he thinks that Zach Charbonnet could do all the things that Kenneth Walker does and how they want to have a change of pace sort of guy in there to split work. And I think this also goes very much in line with where I had Kenneth Walker before. Kenneth Walker before was my RB6. I dropped him all the way down to my RB14. It was very difficult for me to keep him in my top 15. With Aaron Jones, Miles Sanders. Yeah. I still like him. And, and and Pete Carroll says all that. Like, what's the kid supposed to say? The kid sucks. I just drafted him in the second. You know what I'm saying? Like, they sure. didn't even step on a field yet for training camp. Like, there, and you got to remember, in, like, so much shit happens, man, in, in August. So, I'm not ready to, to jump ship on Kenneth Walker, a guy that sh- really could have been the offensive rookie of the year last year for a guy that was just drafted, overdrafted in the second round, for that matter. Well, he also he also was very boomer busty at times uh, last year. Yeah, I think a lot of that was just due to kind of hitting that rookie wall that a lot sure. of rookies hit in their rookie year. He's going to be fine, man. And they drafted the kid too in the second round the year before. I, I, I and I just personally think Kenneth Walker is a much better football player than Zach Charbonnet. Like it isn't like they drafted like Bijan Robinson in the first round. You know what I'm saying? That, that, or even a Jameer Gibbs. 
Yeah, that's that's definitely true. Maybe the other another big loser is Tyler Algier. Tyler Algier is my oh, RB twenty four. He's not relevant anymore. No, now he's down as my RB thirty eight. He he he's a handcuff now. Yeah, he he's not even a handcuff because you still have Cardell. He's I don't think he's fantasy relevant anymore. Yeah, it sucks. It sucks. It sucks because I I he's really not, I relevant. really really liked him, but kind of crazy just how, how he quietly rattled off a thousand yards last year, and now he's down to being. Nothing, really. Yeah, he's irrelevant. Another playmaker for Arthur Smith in the first round. What what could possibly go wrong? What the fuck could go wrong? Exactly. Uh, Jake, a loser for you. Yeah, I would say a loser for me is Kadarius Tony and Sky Moore. Hmm. I have a weird feeling that this kid Rice is going to be good for the Chiefs. I, I, I don't know. I don't know what it is, but second round, working out with Patrick Mahomes, a lot of people said it was a reach. Andy Reid in the second round, is he really going to whiff again on a second round receiver? I don't know. So I, don't think so. I, I wouldn't bet on it. I would say that that kid is definitely a nice dart throw. And with dynasty drafts coming up on this week or whatever for, for folks, I don't know how that kid's not a first round pick in a dynasty format, or at least very, very early in the second round catching passes from a home. So uh, not a good day if you're a Sky Moore stockholder. Um, definitely Kadarius Tony takes a dip. I think MVS is just kind of what he is in that offense. Uh, you know sure. what I'm saying? Yeah, he's so, just, he's just a guy. Yeah, so I would say that those two definitely took a dip for sure. And with that kid uh, coming to Kansas City, I'll give you another another winner. And this is someone that we both hold near and dear to our hearts in uh, both negative and positive ways. It's Lamar Jackson. Lamar Jackson got his bag, and they continue to build that offense really very much around him. They pick Zay Flowers in round one. You have Odell Beckham there. You have Rashad Bateman there. Jake, let's play a game. Can you name the four Ravens receivers that they picked in the first round or that have, that have been picked in the first round, not necessarily by the Ravens? There are four of them. Yeah. On their roster? On their roster currently, yes. Uh, So there's obviously Bateman. There's Odell Beckham. There's the kid they just drafted, Zay Flowers. Isn't Sammy Watkins still there too? Not on the roster. I, thought it, the was, roster? I thought it was Sammy Watkins. It's not. I, I thought it was Sammy Watkins too. <laughs> I thought it was. I, I thought it was, but it wasn't. Uh, Brashad Perriman's not there anymore, right? Nope. Shit. Did they just bring him in this year? They just brought him in this year. Not Someone that a lot of people either don't know or forgot was taken. From what team? What team did they bring him in from? Patriots. Oh, shoot. Uh, oh, is that stiff? Oh, my God. Nikhil Harry. Not Nikhil Harry. Not Nikhil Harry. Good guess, though. Um, from the Patriots. Nelson Aguilar. Nelson Aguilar. Yep. They have four first-round receivers on their roster. I mean, Aguilar is like a respectful. It's not that bad. Like, no, no, he's a very solid depth receiver. But yeah, listen, yeah, I, I hear you. Not exactly like Sammy Watkins, though. Like that would have been. <laughs> Sammy Watkins might be a jet before it's all set. All set. No, done. I don't think Rodgers enjoyed him that much. I, they remember the Packers did cut him last year too. True, and they have to say they have to save the roster spot for Randall Cobb. 
Yeah, no, I don't know why people are upset or surprised that they didn't draft the receiver. I mean, they need to keep a spot for Randall Cobb. They got to keep they got to keep a roster spot warm. They got to keep a roster yeah. spot warm for our guy Randall Cobb. But um, let me let me let me add uh, another loser right here. I guess I'm talking about losers. Sure, can uh, I just put how's it not really thought? Quick? Can I put in one thing really quick for going from Lamar Jackson? Yeah, go ahead. So Lamar Jackson now comfortably is my QB seven. I thought about moving him above Justin Herbert. I'm going to keep Lamar where he is right now. Baltimore offense, it seems like a very, very good buy opportunity right now there. Go yeah, ahead. I'm all right. I'm, I'm all right there with Lamar. I Jackson. am too. I am Never too. again. <laughs> um, how is Dawson Knox not a humongous loser oh my God. Uh, this weekend yeah. with Dalton Kincaid? I don't even know how much I love Kincaid, to be honest with you. With I don't know. Um, I don't like that fit for him. I just Does Josh Allen really utilize the tight end enough? They want they want to operate him out of the slot. Well, now that's a whole, totally. Now I don't know if he can operate. You know what I'm saying? Like that's that that's the problem is that I we don't know if if if, if he can. And rookie tight ends historically have not been that fantasy. Like the best rookie fantasy tight end ever was probably Evan Ingram. As ridiculous as that sounds, he doesn't he still have the record for the most the only receiver with a thousand yards as a rookie. As a th- I believe that's correct. Like Kyle Pitts, I think. Oh, Kyle Pitts might have had like nine fifty, or maybe Pitts broke that one. But Evan Ingram had a great year as a rookie. I'm just trying to look up. Uh, but 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 one yeah. More. While while you, while you do that, Knox to me is is not fantasy relevant. He can be left on your waiver wire, bearing any injuries to Dalton Kincaid. I don't see how Knox is still going to be a factor in this Bills offense, and he's in a contract year too. Probably won't be going back to Buffalo. I would say next year. So the most receiving yards by a rookie in a tight end year was Mike Ditka. He had 1,076. Okay. Kyle Pitts was second on the list with 1,026. Evan Ingram did not have a bad rookie season at all. 15, 15 games, he had 722 receiving yards, 64 catches on 115 targets, and six touchdowns. Not a bad rookie season at all from from Evan Ingram, but then yeah. nobody – Nobody else in the modern era really has. Wait, has how many come touchdowns close. did he have? Six. Okay. Yeah, honestly, like you would probably, I like, are you? Would you be shocked if Col- uh, Dalton Kincaid didn't have that good of a year? Oh no, I wouldn't be shocked at all. And he's going to get drafted, like he's going to. I don't know. I'm not interested in a Buffalo tight end next year. I, I, I'm not interested in finding that out. Maybe it's like a later in the draft type of deal, but I would much rather have Michael Mayer than Dalton Kincaid next year. With Jimmy Garoppolo in that offense with the Raiders? Oh, for sure. For sure. I'd rather sure. I'd rather the Darth throw. Garoppolo down. was a big winner this weekend. Oh, big time. Big, big time. time. They they surrounded him with way more talent. Devontae Adams still there. Josh Jacobs still there. Yeah. And Hunter Renfro is a is a ginormous loser. Yeah. Like, you could say Kobe Myers is a small loser, but they're gonna they're gonna trade Renfro, I think, to a team that that has because you know every single offseason. There's teams that have these injuries at wide receiver and training camp. They realize, oh shit, yeah. we ignored the wide receiver position. I, I could see like Renfro going to a team like the Packers, who I'm sorry, but the, what are they? Do? I I just don't understand the the logic behind what they do in Green Bay. It makes no sense whatsoever. Um, I know people are saying, wow, the Packers had a great draft. I I don't see it. I, I unless I'm missing ends. something. Too tight, like still no really no real game wrecking receiver opposite Christian Watson, like and they had the opportunity to do it. Lucas Van Ness, like they re- and that's what pisses me off the most. They really needed to do that pick swap at the Jets to draft Lucas Van Ness. Really, that was necessary. Yeah. It, no, exactly right. 
they're so annoying. I, I I hope they go like two and fourteen this year. So with with Kincaid, I have Kincaid at twenty two. Uh, Dawson Knox, I have an 18, and then Michael Mayer, I have a 25 right now. I would much rather – Michael Mayer is basically free. So I would rather take the chance on on Michael Mayer than I would on, say, either Buffalo tight end. What was was Detroit – and just not to get too off topic, what were the Detroit Lions doing this weekend? Um, I mean, they were going to be my, they were going to be my next loser. So we could just go right into it. I have no idea. What was the plan? Or, and my, one of my good buddies is a huge Lions fan. He's like, I love the players, but I didn't really like the overall selection of them. I go, yeah. Like I, I, how was Jack Campbell picked at not eight? Was it 18 overall? Was it 18 overall? That is bad business. I, and I didn't hate Jack Campbell either. I thought he was a fine prospect, but top 20 in the draft and Jameer Gibbs, who I liked as a prospect. Number 12, where you already had two good running backs on the roster, and you took Sam Laporta over Michael Mayer. Yep. I mean, what are we doing here? I, really, that was my number four tight end was taken. Like, what, what, what's going on here? I was, my jaw was on the floor when I saw Sam Laporta go off the board. And listen, I like Sam Laporta a lot, but over Michael Mayer, like, no. Wolf. Like, the only thing that I could think of was that Detroit did not do any sort of homework on Michael Mayer. And had no idea that he was going to be in that spot. And they were just like, well, we're going to take the guy that we have done homework Maybe. on. And we know who he is. That's the only thing. That why I why are they of. taking Gibbs? And like, I like both. I really like the players they drafted, but it just seemed like the overall, like they could have really worked the, the draft board and traded back and gotten these yeah. guys. Nobody. I, I feel like that rumor, by the way, and this is what, who I spoke with does believe this as well. That rumor about Jameer Gibbs to the Jets, they think the Lions put that out there to justify them picking them, picking him at number 12 overall. Good that's thing. that's the hot uh word on the wire right now. I, I listen, I would I would believe it. I haven't heard anything anything about it, but I would I would definitely believe it. Uh but now let me ask you, because obviously for fantasy purposes, we now have this uh running back situation from hell with David Montgomery and Jameer Gibbs, two guys that this current administration have brought in. Two guys that are very clearly going to be a part of a committee, at least to start. Uh, Jake, who's the running back here, if you had to choose one, that you would rather take the plunge on in fantasy, Jameer Gibbs or David Montgomery? Um, I would go Gibbs. I think Gibbs, they're going to definitely justify that selection at 12 overall. I, I, I To me, if you're taking a running back that high, you need to really show why you did that. Um, definitely Gibbs for me. And Montgomery, let's face it, is he going to play the full season? Probably not. Probably it not. Is inter- it is interesting, though, because um, Jamal Williams, and, and this is another thing I think people need to not lose sight of, and I think this is why Montgomery still may be overdrafted. Everybody's like, well, Jamal Williams scored all these touchdowns last year. That was not happening again this year, folks, if he went back to the Lions. We can't, you know what I'm saying? Like you can't, when you're, when you're trying to sell me somebody in fantasy, you can't sell me on touchdown production. It's just one of those. You're really like picking out of a hat with that type of thing. Like we can't bank on touchdown production, but what we can bank on is opportunity, volume, game script, game flow. See what I'm saying here? Like this is stuff that we can forecast. We can't, we can't forecast Oh, they're on the one yard line. They're handing it off to David Montgomery here. Like you, you see what I'm saying? Yeah. No, you're you're 100% right. You're 100% yeah. right. I think but Gibbs for me. I just wonder if what the Lions are going to do is maybe if they start out with Montgomery and then as we get 
later on to the season, we see that nat- that natural transition happen. Maybe it's a Montgomery injury. Maybe it's Montgomery just being that guy that's going to get three yards of carry, nothing more, nothing less. And they go for the much more explosive, much, much bigger home run threat in, in Jameer Gibbs. And that, and that could be what is the catalyst catalyst for this. I have Jameer Gibbs at RB 28. I have David Montgomery at RB 29. They are, right neck and neck with each other. I don't know what to make of the situation, but I agree with you, Jake. If I choose one of them, I think I would choose Gibbs. I think the upside is just tremendous with, with Jameer Gibbs. Just comes down to him getting the opportunity. And if you're going to be a fantasy manager of Jameer Gibbs, you have to practice patience because that's not going to be something that just immediately happens right overnight. It's going to take a month, maybe two, or an injury early on from David Montgomery for Jameer Gibbs to really get that job all by himself. So uh, a little bit of, of a worry there, but if I had to choose one, I think it would be Gibbs. I don't want any part of this backfield. And I, I know you are uh, yeah. in the same camp as well. Same camp as well. I just have a little bit of breaking news in case you did not see. Uh, the injury report for tomorrow's game two between the Knicks and the Heat, Julius Randle is questionable, and so is Jalen Brunson with an ankle injury. Oh, shit. I, I knew it was a little weird when Tom Thibodeau didn't play him that late in the game. Oh, oh. But Jimmy Butler probably won't play either, so at least the Knicks have that going. Now, if the Knicks somehow lose game two, just close up shop with that Jimmy. If the Heat beat them with that Jimmy Butler, it's it's time to just. No, knowing how this is going to happen, Jimmy Butler gets the magic spray, and, and he plays. I can't that... believe the Heat won that game yesterday. I thought the Knicks were going to win that game. That first quarter, the guard, it was like, all right. That was crazy. Crazy, and then they went like five of thirty from three, and like, well, this it was the final five minutes of the fourth quarter. Miami just completely just blew that game wide open. Yeah, but Brunson dealing with a little bit of an ankle injury as well. Great, um, awesome, uh, Jake. Another loser for you. Yeah, uh, to me, another loser would have to be. Don't just call me crazy here, but Trey Lance. I mean, he didn't even get traded. He's apparently the third quarterback on the death chart in in uh, San Francisco. Brock Purdy is making good on his rehab. It seems like Sam Darnold, who well, I, I mean, Sam Darnold's not an idiot. He wasn't going there to be the third string quarterback. He was probably told, hey, look, you have a chance to start. I would not be shocked if Darnold somehow wins the starting quarterback job over Brock Purdy. Like I can see Kyle Shanahan being like, listen, you do a lot of things really well. Let's do that really well, and we'll worry about everything else. We'll clean all that up and not put you in those positions like other teams that weren't smart. I'm serious. I can see Kyle Shanahan unlocking that guy. Like I can too. I said which it is for crazy. I, I've said it for years that that I mean, even when the Jets were moving off of Darnold, I said, you know what, the Niners are probably going to inquire about this guy, and he's finally with him. So it, it, Trey Lance, where are you going? Like where are you going to play next year? Maybe I thought maybe he would be traded uh, in the draft. And I think 1A and 1B in terms of not being moved. I mean, DeAndre Hopkins, where are you, where are you going? Uh, like, and it seems like he's very him? okay with staying in Arizona. Oh, brother. Now, DeAndre would still be fine. I think he's fine. If Colt McCoy is the guy, if Colt McCoy is starting the season in Arizona, I think DeAndre will still, we saw DeAndre was still fine with McCoy. It was mm-hmm. once they started playing Trace McSorley, the That's wheels fell the problem off. started. Um, no, but dude, come on. Is DeAndre Hopkins really staying in Arizona? I mean, who's going to take on that contract? That's, that's, that's part of the problem. He's got one, he's got, uh, two years left. Huge number. 
doesn't look like the teams that like the the Ravens, they got to be out of it, right? After taking the, Zay Flowers. The big rumor that's out there right now is the Kansas City Chiefs, but I just don't see the Chiefs doing that when they just it, when they didn't pay Tyreek Hill. And they didn't do and also they just drafted this kid in the second round. You are gonna have like right. five receivers. I mean Right. Um, you, unless you're, you're unless you're saying that Tony. Richie James is not gonna make the roster. Yeah, but like, you know, the receivers that they have are like playable. You know what I'm saying? Like oh yeah. I don't I don't see Kansas City doing that. I, I don't. No, I don't either. I, don't I mean, either. look, so the, then... the New York Jets can absolutely pull it off, though. They can cut Corey Davis and get out from $10.5 million right there. There you go. And they can also cut Carl Lawson for $15 million after drafting this kid um, in the first round. They can free up $25 million, no problem. It would, suck um, for, it would suck a little bit for Garrett Wilson. Oh, a little suck, bit. Yeah. But in terms for Aaron Rodgers, though, throwing Oof. to – Yeah. Yeah. No, that would be – that, def- Jet- that would definitely be peachy. I would say the Jets for DeAndre and – Outside of them, maybe Buffalo still has room, but like, maybe how many pass catchers? I mean, Buffalo's got a real surplus of pass catchers now, right? I mean, a lot. And I don't know. I, I don't know if Gabe Davis is really going to move the needle for for Arizona or anything. And I and just honestly, does Buffalo want to trade him? I mean, he's a he's a dependable. I don't know about reliable, but dependable enough guy and where you can have him league. out there on a very very low number. Yep, I, I don't know about Buffalo and DeAndre. I feel like that would have happened. Um, it seems like to me DeAndre needs to expand his horizons a little bit. Um, maybe the maybe the New York Jets do make a move for him, but I don't know. But DeAndre Hopkins has to be a loser this weekend, as well as Trey Lance. I, who knows? Where's Trey Lance playing? And like, who who can who's taking a sna- a stab on that guy? Honestly, it's an incredible question, and I know that. Uh, for the dynasty show, we have a one quick question that is around Trey Lance. So I don't know what the hell you do with him. I, I no, I don't. I don't and, know what the hell. And, you and buddy, him. I have to. I have to give you another because this this is definitely on the on the forefront of your mind. It came to my mind. Sure, please. You want to talk about messes? Is there a bigger mess in the Miami Dolphins backfield at this current moment in time? I mean, I tell you, I tell you what, though, I tell you what, I think out of all the rookie running back situations where you had guys drafted into, where you're looking at, okay. Who has the clearest pathway to being an RB1 outside of, of course, B. John Robinson? I would say Devin A. Chain probably has the clearest pathway. I think he'd absolutely overtake Jeff Wilson and, and uh, Raheem Mostert. Well, you forgot Miles Gaskin is still there as well. Oh yeah, oh yeah. I'm really, I'm really gonna put all my, uh, all my marbles in the no, Miles Gaskin basket. I, I think Gibbs been there, definitely- done that. I would say Gibbs definitely has the best shot there, but if you're right. Okay, was, okay. yeah, uh, out of B. John and, and Jameer Gibbs. It might be him or, yeah, I mean, obviously we're not accounting for injuries here, but you're right in terms of just overall talent. Because, I mean, I mean we just look at we look at the running backs, right? Devin A. Chain went to Miami. Zach Charbonnet went to the Seahawks. That I don't think that's happening. Maybe you get some weeks – was Zach Charbonnet is is a flex, and I want to I don't want to step on the toes of the the rookie show too much, but Ty J Spears with Tennessee, Ty J Spears I think is a wait and see for a year. Yeah, exactly, and he's like an injury. I mean, and also we, we got to remember even if Derek something happens to Derek Henry here, look see who we're talking about here. <laughs> like, right, right. I mean, Deuce Vaughn, he's got a pathway, but do we, are nah, we really going to be banging on a guy that was taking the sixth round? The only reason why he got drafted is because his dad played for the Cowboys and his uncle or whatever was the, the scout for the cat. Come on, bro. Like, all the way around. Wasn't getting other way around. Uncle oh, was the other way the around. Cowboys. Dad is a scout. Oh, the dad is a scout. Oh, I mean, look, maybe he could be like Jalen Brunson, where his dad is the coach. 
Could be. I mean, look look at my teams. Look at my teams. All uh, all, all going for well. No, maybe the, the Steelers are really the big family reunion of the NFL. I, they just draft everybody's relatives. I, I guess so. You know who I actually do do kind of like, and again, that's stepping on the toes of the of the, of the rookie show because we're uh, going to be recording that literally right after this. Um, but Roshan Johnson out of Texas was selected 115th overall by the Bears. I, I do kind of see a pathway there. Who's running the rock for the Bears this year? Deontay Foreman? It's Khalil Herbert and Deonta Foreman. I think Forgot it's very similar very similar to what Devin A. Chain has in Miami, where I could see... Uh, no, but the thing is, though, Mostert and, and Wilson are definitely better than those two guys. I they're, think so. They're better, but I could see A. Chain getting there pretty easily. I feel like the Bears... I feel like Frank Reich could unlock Khalil. Because we, we saw this with Khalil Herbert. He was clearly better than David Montgomery the last two years. and Sure. Um, not Frank Reich. I'm freaking losing my mind. Um, <laughs> Frank Reich's in Carolina. Matt Eberflus. Um, Matt Eberflus. I think that they realized this last year in their first year taking over the team. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, hey, I'm interested in Khalil Herbert. Let me just see where I had Herbert because I knew I moved him today. He's my RB30 right now. And while you're doing that, I also have another big winner. Sure. Our good buddy, Brandon Ayuk. Listen, he is a dear friend. Yeah. He's I a mean, dear friend. They didn't I draft any receivers, and he got his fifth-year option picked up by the San Francisco 49ers. We get to talk about Brandon Ayuk for the next two years. Yep. Incredible. And, 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 honestly, I from where they're getting drafted, you, you might be able to talk me into Ayuk more than Debo next year <laughs> based on the ADP. Debo is my wide receiver 16. Brandon Ayuk is my wide receiver 32. I could see I can see you being persuaded into putting him into your top 30 before the season. Oh, starts. I could definitely I could definitely see the avenue for it. You could. I could definitely see it. Like I, I think without Trey Lance, though, he definitely gets it like with, with Lance being the starter. I don't think Lance is going to start for the Niners this year, one single game. What do you think? No, I don't either. I don't either. I mean, if I just check my quarterback ranks. I have Lance as my uh, – well, I, I've, yeah. I have th- the three of them grouped together. I have Purdy I, at 32, Lance at 33, Darnold at 34. I have one more um, interesting situation right here because I heard an interesting rumor today because um, I'm, I'm sure we have to wrap up with due to time. But sure. um, Jared Goff, apparently they're working on a new contract for him. So – the word that I heard about it was, and it, it was made apparent to me that the, the Lions had an easy out on him after next year. And with the whole, the Lions taking Hendon Hooker and, oh boy, is this going to be last year for Jared Goff? It then comes out, like Jake had said, and he is correct, that the Lions and Goff are talking a new contract. Now, if that means an easier out number, I don't know. If it's a new long-term extension, that could possibly be it as well. But all I know is that whatever it is, it does not spell very good for Hendon Hooker. That's so weird. I mean, like, he's an older pro. I'm telling you, Detroit had no idea what they were doing in this draft. I, I, I'm telling a you. That mess. They, it was a – that is 100% true. I think they were sitting there at whatever pick, and they're like, oh, we kind of like this kid. Like – I'm telling you, I just think they just went with what they were feeling at the current moment in time. Um, Honestly, I would be surprised. Because <laughs> if that was the plan, that that is not a good plan. Um, 
But yeah, I, I, I found that really interesting because I'm like, oh, maybe Jared Goff's a big loser. The replacement drafted. I'm like, is Hendon Hooker the, the loser after all? Um, very odd situation there. And, and and everybody out there, it's like, I saw like my one buddy's a big Lions fan and he was like, oh, well, when Hendon Hooker's healthy and ready to play, they can use him as like the wildcat guy. Like, he's not the best athlete. Like, you no, know what I'm saying? Not. Like, he, you know, if he would have ran the 40, I saw people say that he was clocked in the past at like a 4-7, like. That's not like cutting it. You know what I'm saying? No. No. Yeah. And I wouldn't I wouldn't be comfortable with him doing that, you know, going out there and and trying to be a wildcat guy coming off of a uh, coming off of a no. torn ACL. You know. Now could they I, play now could they just draft the kid and then next year when he plays in the preseason, if he plays well, you trade him for something about maybe? Yeah, it's possible. I don't know. The, the, I, I just thought the plan in Detroit is very you know, they have a big year coming up. There's there, there's finally expectation for the Detroit Lions this year for the first time in a long time. Very much so. Very much so. Um, the one thing that I wanted to run by you really quick before we go is just looking at the rookie QBs. I'm going to tell you where I have them in my uh, in my ranks, and you could you could react accordingly. Okay. So CJ Stroud, I have as my QB 26. Sounds about accurate. Um, they still don't have the best pass catchers in Houston, which I think definitely limits the ceiling for CJ Stroud. I mean, who the hell is the number one receiver for the Texans nowadays? Uh, Robert Woods. Robert Woods or Nico Collins, one or the other. Yeah, for, <laughs> no, yeah, like brutal, brutal. Yeah. Um, Bryce Young, I have my QB twenty three. Sounds about right. Definitely has more weapons in place in Carolina and with an offensive coach and Frank Reich. Definitely set up better for success, so I, I can't argue with that one. And then Anthony Richardson, I have as my QB 20. Maybe a little high on him. I, <laughs> I, I think I see what you're doing with the rushing upside there, but um, if I had to pick any of these kids for fantasy purposes, I think even in a dynasty, like I don't even know. Um, how can you not take Anthony Richardson? I, I just think he's worth the stab. You know, the worst case scenario, like I'm not drafting him to be like, you know what? He's the only QB on my roster in a 12 team league. Like, right. Worst case scenario is he's my QB two. And if he sucks, I cut him. And if he's killing it, shit, I'm making a deal for one of my quarterbacks and I'm getting value, you know? Like, I would love to pair him. Like, I'm looking at my, my QBs. If you're drafting late on quarterback and you're looking in a redraft 12 team league, this, my guys that I have at like, QB twelve to QB sixteen. Is he actually? I'm sorry, buddy, but is he starting week one? Like, is that even like that seems to be the plan? If you listen to Jim Irsay, that that seems to oh, be the plan. Well. Damn, dude, that guy is. Remember, he was tweeting. And by the way, I'm really rooting for Will Levis too. I felt sorry for that kid. I, I hate too. when they. I hate when they do that to those kids when they don't get. It's terrible. It's in, it's absolutely horrible putting those kids through that. Showing them, don't show the kid. Like what you know what I'm saying here? Right. I hate that. I, I that that shit pisses me off, man. Like, but anyway, I'm rooting for that kid. I I, I think he went to a good situation too in in Tennessee where he can sit and learn. So um, definitely, what we, we we talked about it on the prospect report show. Like he, that's the situation. He's much better off going there than going to Indianapolis to play for Jim Irsay. Oh, so, a million percent. That, that's, but, that's but, that's but Jim Irsay is just a loose cannon, bro. Like he's tweeting on the second day of the draft, like, oh, are we gonna draft Levis now too? Like. I don't know. So but, th- just to wrap up on the Richardson point, like if, if you're in a 12-team league and you could draft one of these, are my QBs 12 to 16 in order. Tua, Cousins, Geno Smith, Aaron Rodgers, Jared Goff. 
You could take any one of those guys and pair and pair him with Anthony Richardson if you're a guy that likes to draft late on quarterback. I think it's great. Yeah, put Rodgers ahead of all those guys. <laughs> uh, let me just see where the uh, ECR is on Rodgers. So he is... He's already out there throwing to pass catchers in the month of May. When is Aaron Rodgers ever throwing a football in the month of May? So the ECR, ECR right now has him as the QB 15. You kind of get the vibe from him that he's definitely motivated. I, you know what oh, I'm saying? Oh, for sure. For sure. I mean, he was... Listen, he was at the Ranger game on uh, on Friday, the Knicks game uh, yesterday. I feel like he's as motive. And the last time Aaron Rodgers went off, what came off of a season where people were thinking, "Hey, has he lost a step?" And then they drafted Jordan Love at the Packers. What do you do? He only went out and won an MVP. One and then what? Two he, back to back, back to back. Packers got rid. Like, just saying. And reunited with Nathaniel Hackett too. So, Jake, any final thoughts? Yeah, it was a, honestly a lot of running backs avoided some potentially bad things. Some good veterans are still available. Like you have Kareem Hunt, you have Leonard Fournette is still available. I'm definitely missing some guys. Zeke. But Zeke oh, yeah, absolutely. Zeke. Jared McKinnon. Yeah, I think he goes back to Kansas City, though, when it's all said and done. Like who really wants him? You know what I'm saying? If it's not Kansas City. Right, right. And our, um, our good buddies. Melvin Gordon and Kenyon Drake. <laughs> Melvin Gordon. Oh God. Yeah. Please God. How please how, God. how how can we forget our good buddy? Or, or You're maybe, still drafting him in the guillotine league this year. Of course I am. Of course I am. And maybe another good buddy of ours, Latavius Murray. Oh, he'll be in the he'll be a Denver Bronco again with Sean Payton without, there without and Mark Ingram too. Oh, is Mark Ingram still with the Saints? Actually, uh, Mark Ingram is. No, he's he is a free agent. God. Oh no, Jake. Um, I have to apologize. You know where Latavius Murray is? Where? He's in Buffalo. Oh God. Sean Payton's going to trade a fifth round pick for him. He's in. He's in Buffalo. Oh God, stay away from James Cook, please. And Matt Breda. How can we forget about him? Oh wait, he might be on the Giants still. Actually, uh, Matt Breda is still on the Giants. Yes, he signed a two year oh. deal. I'm sure he's got, yeah, people think he's an actual handcuff. Sure. 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 All righty. Well, that's going to be it for this edition of the Basement Talk Podcast Fantasy Show. Please make sure you join Jake and I on Wednesday if you are a Dynasty player, even if you're not a Dynasty player and you want to hear the ins and outs of, uh, of everything Dynasty with the rookie drafts coming up this weekend and you want to learn more about Dynasty and maybe you're thinking about joining up a Dynasty or starting up a Dynasty League. Join us on Wednesday. We'll be talking all about it. Uh, for Jake, I'm Bert. Thank you so much for listening to the Baseball Talk Podcast. And we'll catch you on the next one. Bye-bye.